Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to Chemical World. I am Kenna Crampton, membership director here at KDK. And I am Maggie Seldeen. I'm the founder and director of High Rockies Harm Reduction, and I'm pleased to introduce our guest today. Hi, my name is Vanessa Lane. I'm a peer recovery coach in Pickin, Eagle, and Garfield County. Serve also Mind Springs. So wonderful. And so, Vanessa, you are in my former role at Mind Springs. We both worked together. Yep, we did. Um, in that little substance abuse peer section. Um, and I'm so happy that you've taken on the brunt of this work for Mind Springs. Yeah. But it sounds like uh, the role of peer recovery coach is a little different than when I was there. So, tell us about what you're doing for the communities in our Tri County area. Okay. Well, there's a couple of different um, aspects to this. Being a peer recovery coach, I'm able to do what I love, my passion. I say my bucket list items. And so, um, one, I work with medical assisted treatment, MAT clinics, in three different counties. Also, like one of the things on my bucket list is I go into um, Eagle County Jail and I give peer support on Fridays. I go in face-to-face the women and the men. Amazing. I go there and it's just um, because I truly believe making those relationships while they're in there gives them an extra added support and maybe even a second thought of going, maybe I should reach out to this person I've actually have like gotten a relationship with in jail. I also, you know, just getting out there and just being a resource to people that are really struggling in the community. Amazing. And um, doing the peer support in Eagle Jail, that's fantastic. Because, yeah, absolutely, to have that helping hand already locked in before you're released. And you said you're doing that in person in yeah. Eagle Jail. Yeah, I've been doing this now in Eagle, Eagle County Jail. has just been amazing. Mm-hmm. They've been so supportive. They completely believe in what a peer with lived experience can really do mm-hmm. for the ones that are really struggling. So I go in there, spend half of a day. And just either do individuals with them and meet one-on-one or we do group settings. Um, We just really get raw, talk about what's really going on. It's made a big difference. And then Eagle County has also been real receptive. I also work with the problem-solving courts. And so I have a couple of people that I serve in the problem-solving courts in Eagle County. So, which is just, they're really in tune to how important a peer is Mm -hmm. to someone's recovery. And as far as the other two counties you serve, Pickin and Garfield County are currently sharing the jail in Glenwood Springs because of safety concerns in Pickin County. Yes. And the plan moving forward is still undetermined. But are there? can you tell me about uh, what's happening with peer work in the Garfield County Jail? Yeah, so they are just now allowing one of our new peers at Mine Springs. That she just got approved to go in. We don't even know what that looks like yet. But what Garfield County courthouse has been doing their separate offices that really believe in this program that have been giving me warm handoffs when they get out of jail I'm sitting there and we actually sit down at the picnic bench outside and we just do what we do you know you're able to connect with somebody when you've got lived experience they know that you're not somebody that's faking it and just doing a job Mm -hmm. that you've been there so it's almost like it's that uh, that automatic trust yeah. that happens when they know that you're you really come from where they come from, um, and I've seen huge success in that. Sometimes we can't really 
you know, everybody is a different mold. Everybody has a different recovery. And we're, we're going to, as peers, we're going to hit barriers. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's real important to always be looking outside of the box. That way we can serve people inside the box. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what, I'm hearing, what I hear you say, too, is, you know, that it's very, it's ideal to make those connections while yes. a person is still incarcerated yes. rather than when they're released because then when they are released back into the you know world they already know you they already have that trust and then I think another thing you and I have talked about too and with those barriers that exist is you know why not use everything at your disposal why not you know use all of the peers that exist because you might get something from one person that you don't get from another and there's no reason to not use every support system at your disposal I I completely agree with you the one thing that I have Found out, so I used to be a peer specialist just in Garfield County and made a lot of relationships with our community partners, built a lot of trust with them to really see what it looks like when a peer is really at their disposal, how they can utilize and trust and and really, you know, be like, okay, you know, I think this is a good idea. But, you know, moving into an area uh, in this, in Garfield County, I learned really quickly that, you know, being somebody that was a former addict, I literally, you know, being alone, trying to get sober alone, trying to trying to uh, fight this battle, trying to fight what's already going on in my head, my body, the whole thing, I was doing it alone. It mm-hmm. was a losing battle. And so I, what I realized and when I try to really get out there is that first it's about the lived, you know, we've got lived experience, you know, we know um, what they're going through. So making that connection, but then also utilizing each other. I believe that we're an army. You need an army to fight this battle because the person that we come in contact that's really suffering, they've been alone a long time. I don't even care if they're running amok with a bunch of different, you know, mm-hmm. people that are all suffering. They're still all alone, even in their group of circle, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you know, I think a huge part of this is is utilizing, like you said, every single peer out there, and because it's going to take that army to really help support, have continued sobriety, and then even be able to attack issues that when they're doing great, life all of a sudden, COVID, you know, a death in the family, totally. um, you know, family break, you know, families break up, whatever that looks like for the individual when they're struggling. Um, life is going to like blindside them. I say, take out their feet, you know, and then you find yourself back in the same place, mm-hmm. you know, trying, you know, trying to cope, trying to numb out. And all of a sudden you go back to old ways of thinking and craving. So if you have a bigger support around you that they can, you know, utilize, then their chances of staying sober you know, is, I say, a lifetime bigger. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they have more of a, a chance on staying sober. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like when you, when you are sober and something big, ha- like everything's going good. You're like, Oh my God, yeah. I feel like this is a whole new life. And then something happens and you just revert right back to your right old back. ways of coping Yes, because yeah. you don't know any other way to cope with these huge life changes that, that actually happened to me while I was sober. I lost a really good friend and I fell right off the wagon because I was like, 
I don't know how to deal with these emotions at all. Well, and first of all, what you were saying, Vanessa, reminds me, too, of the beautiful quote that Kenna and I often revert to, which is the opposite of addiction is connection. Basically, addiction Mm -hmm. is isolation. It's a disease of isolation, Mm -hmm. right, and feeling disconnected. And that's something I learned in the rooms, ironically, that that feeling of loneliness is Mm -hmm. shared by everyone. And, yeah, you know what Kenna was saying, that's just on Facebook the other day. I commented on somebody who I haven't been in contact with them for years but they're newly sober and they lost somebody and I I just so truly believe and see that it's like these challenges get put in front of us yes. at mm-hmm. that time for a reason yes. because it's like we have to learn and that's what my partner said to me when I started smoking cigarettes again the day of my very close friend's funeral he was like yeah you know to to learn through a loved one's death that I could still be sober was like the greatest challenge and it was something I needed to do and I'm like well I'm still sober off alcohol (laughs) smoke my cigarette but I see it's true you know what he was saying and it was it was that death that really you know put me back into that old Mm -hmm. coping mechanism so I will say that yeah High Rockies Harm Reduction and Mind Springs Health we both provide peer support services specifically I believe that we fill um, a service gap for individuals who are in active use High Rockies we are really focused on people who are resistant to recovery, who don't necessarily want to get clean and sober. We're here to support you through that. And at Mind Springs, really, uh, in both companies, we really walk with people where they're at, whatever they want, right? So yeah. I'm going to come back to the peer supports okay. that are available at um, Mind Springs, because also, you know, if you don't like Vanessa, I will connect you with someone else. But, um, but I wanted to go back to something else that you said about your role so you were talking about medication-assisted treatment, yep. which, to remind our listeners, includes buprenorphine, suboxone, methadone here in the Valley. It's pretty much all suboxone and buprenorphine, yep. although maybe we'll have an upcoming episode. There are some legislation changes happening with how methadone can be prescribed, which is exciting for us here. Yep. But I heard a rumor, so okay. um, I know this is something MindSprings has been working on for a while. They've been providing MAT through telehealth with other providers across the region. But um, is it true that there's going to be a MAT clinic starting at Mind Springs. Can so, you comment on this? Um, so right now we just started a new SUDS, um, Enhanced SUDS group. Just which is started. substance use disorder. Yeah, okay. which just started Tuesday. Oh, awesome. Um, and so we are going to be having a MAT clinic there. They've put back, they kind of pushed back the date uh, because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that all of our MAT clinics are running effectively mm-hmm. and efficiently and and all in in tune with one another. So there, um, we don't know the date yet, mm-hmm. um, but it will be happening. And it's going to be, you know, I'm real excited about that. You know, I'm just excited about what our valley's doing in general and how everybody's eyes have been opened up yeah. to, you know, hey, yeah, now it's in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's not, you know, push it underneath the rug. Let's try to help our, you know, people that are struggling. So, yeah, that's all I pretty much, I mean, we just don't know. It was supposed to start this month, and they've pushed it back a little bit because they want to make sure everything is fine-tuned. Well, and that so, makes sense. But yeah. that's exciting because I know that that's something they've been wanting yes. to put out for a long time. And, of course, it's it's hard everywhere right now with labor shortages. Yes. I know the psychiatrist in question is amazing and very passionate. <laughs> and so I'm very excited to see that clinic get rolled out Me and, too. you know, for you to be involved in it. But, you know, like with everything, it's a process. That's, it is. I keep reminding myself the number one thing that one of my mentors in the nonprofit world told me, which is everything takes longer than you think it will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah. I just keep telling myself that. So. Hey, if you well, just think. It's the process. Yeah. In yeah. anything, mm-hmm. if you really stay present for that process, amazing things and, and huge growth will take yeah. place. So. Yeah. But you got to yeah. respect that there is going to be the roller yeah. coaster or the Jeremy <laughs> Bear Me timeline. If yeah. You will, you know. yeah. 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 So it's not like you just cut drugs or alcohol out of your life nope. and all of your <laughs> problems yeah, go no. away. Yeah. No. It's like oh everything's intensified and you just got to like figure out, you learn how to deal with the tools that you yes. never had before. Yeah. Well, and it's like you start identifying other problem areas too. I've been We're having a lot of, yeah, interesting conversations about, you know, just sexuality and Instagram posting and, yeah. you know, all these things in our culture that are obviously unhealthy for women and then, but we become a part of it and just how, I know for me, I, I actively knew that my sexuality was a big part of my addiction and a big part of yeah. my problems. And so yeah. I, that was a part of my recovery, you know, and just like I know that alcohol and even still cannabis and nicotine and coffee and sugar and all these yes. things are problems in my life. And I yes. see how my relationship with these substances is yeah. a problem, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like... Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sobriety alone isn't enough. There's a whole nother. And, like, you know, we we um, we replace vices. So we many do. of us, you know, marijuana maintenance or uh, shopping and yes. all these things we do. And we don't see that we're just still repeating the same over and over. patterns. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was just, there was something you were saying earlier. And I think this is a huge piece to it. You know, when you take out the alcohol and the drugs, um, whether it even be sugar, you're left with you. And so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, you're, <laughs> you're, you're left with you. And, and so, I mean, a lot of conversations that I've been having with people that are really, you know, getting ready to think, maybe I want to be sober. They're like, I don't know what I, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I like to do. I don't, you know, and so I really try to help kind of see that it's an adventure, that it's actually, I, I was telling somebody the other day, it's an it's hard to look at it this way at first but it's actually an adventure you're getting a second chance to find you again and so i mean i didn't know my favorite color i didn't know my favorite food i didn't know what i liked what i didn't like i didn't even know the relationships i needed to be in or didn't need to be in and and so that is a second opportunity that a lot of people that let's just say that haven't been addicted to a substance they don't usually they don't get a second chance to refine themselves or Mm -hmm. find out about that little child inside you know all the things that they love they they don't get that opportunity usually they don't have a reason to go and have an adventure and find out what color what they they love and what appeals to them and so I was just I was explaining to somebody I was serving I'm like I know it's scary I do. I get it. I'm like, but you get a second chance to find you again. And I'm like, and so you get to pick. Yeah. You know, not what is forced and is clouded. You get mm-hmm. to pick. Get to change your story. Yes. Like you've been yes. telling yourself like, oh, I love blue. I love blue. I love blue your whole life. And then all of a sudden you're like, I love turquoise. Actually, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I've been saying that. Yeah, totally. It's, well, 
a chance to yeah change your story yeah yeah, yeah and that's just so funny that you say that because recently I was telling Kenna I was like whenever I have like a choice right like I'm buying something at the store and it comes in all different colors I always get purple but Me I don't too. even like purple <laughs> I get purple because that was my mom's favorite color and that was my yes. best friend who passed favorite color and I was telling her I was like I need to start buying green yes because my favorite color but it's interesting because just like listening to you talk about it too it's like I've also been realizing all these ways that I have in the past and continue to give other people so much power and control over yeah. my life and it's like yeah with drugs and alcohol we're trying to escape to reality and trying yes. to escape ourselves like yourself is that one thing yes. that you can't deal with yep. and you know I had a really bad upbringing and I have all these self-esteem issues yeah, and like it's like I don't feel like capable of being in right. control of my own life. I can't pick my own favorite color. Like, right. I, I, I can't yeah. have right. that kind of responsibility. Yeah. Right. And I feel like you were saying, you know, you get to choose your favorite color, your favorite food. And I'm like, man, I'm three years, almost three years sober from alcohol. And I feel like, man, I haven't even given thought to these things. And yeah, um, I, yeah it's it's such a... Yeah, well, and I, I, it just makes me think of, well, now I'm, I'm ranting because I'm ta- thinking, talking about the story thing again. Because I just even when I was drinking, I was like, I'm an alcoholic, and it's just, you yeah. know, that's just who I am, and that's fine. No. That's just how I'm gonna be, you know. And, you Accepting know, and I guess that. technically I am still an alcoholic. I still, it's just I'm sober from drinking, but. It's funny how I was just... That doesn't have to always be your story. I was just sitting here thinking about when she was doing that. I said, it's so funny because... So I used to say all the time, I'm I'm, I used to say this all the time when I was like in early recovery, I'm a meth addict. I'm a drug addict. Mm -hmm. I was a drug dealer. You know, all these things I put on me. And it's funny how we put these labels on us Mm -hmm. that really label us in that area. And we're really, it's almost like there's passion behind it when there shouldn't be. And the thing is, I mean, how about um, certain things like, wow, I, you know, that's my dog. She's my best friend. We have this amazing relationship, and she goes everywhere with me. It's those things. I'm a mother of, I've raised three boys, and I, you know, we put more pride and more power in the label that has, like, crippled us, Mm -hmm. and that has, you know, like, put a shadow or dark cloud over us instead of being like, man, you know, I'm these amazing things. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a great friend. I'm a, I'm amazing daughter. I'm, you know, I'm a hell of a, you know, whatever, a peer recovery coach, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know, put that power behind it. I mean, we're all, we have capabilities of changing the world, all of us, because mm-hmm. we're in like a perfect time. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, that, that we're sitting here, mm-hmm. we're in an amazing time right now. We're like, I feel like we're on the edge of something huge that's coming because this has never been done before. Yeah. You know, never. Give me goosebumps. Sorry, me yeah, too. Me too. <laughs> and I me think, too. Well, because the change is coming and yes. we can feel it and we are the change yes. and we're a part, we're a big part of this. And I think this is a great advertisement for peer support services because yeah. Vanessa is in here changing lives of people in recovery <laughs> and really opening our minds, you know, so we're just, totally. it's a joy to have you in the studio mm-hmm. today. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're making me do so. I know, you're good. You I'm, I'm pregnant, so it's, it's no, I'm, it, this I'm is what it's about. Shook. It's about things in our heart Mm -hmm. you know I mean we don't have to I mean yeah you were an alcoholic and you're also an amazing mother-to-be that has has completely 
toppled over the past and is shining bright for people to know that there is another way out there. It doesn't have to be what the world and what you've said about yourself, but what you say now. Yeah. You know? Sorry. Well, and Ken is also an amazing <laughs> wife and friend. And See? We just had I mean, her baby shower a couple weeks ago. And yay, I was telling babies. her and her husband. <laughs> um, I've known her and her husband since I was like 13 years mm-hmm. old or something. And just to watch them and everything that they've gone through, just, I mean, we've talked about it before. We're, I, I hate to say it, but we're big Planned Parenthood advocates. But the beauty of Planned Parenthood, you know, is that. The goal is to plan your parenthood and give <laughs> yeah. your child the yeah. life. Like, I've always felt like I don't want to bring a child into this world until I'm financially independent and also, like, mentally well enough, right? Yes, yes. And Kenna was yeah. able to plan and, and yeah. just build That's this awesome. beautiful family. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, you're talking earlier about, you know, redemption stories. Yes. Just, yeah, to not... Love yeah. redemption stories. I just can't. Yeah. It's hard to find the words to express how amazing it really is to see their little family and yeah. their new tiny puppy and soon yeah. baby, too. But the puppy is yeah. more exciting. exciting. So... <laughs> But yeah, definitely a shout out to Planned Parenthood because I definitely, I don't think I would have made it to this age to where I really felt comfortable bringing somebody into this world without them. So Yeah, and that's what it's about. (laughs) It's about building healthy communities, right? Yeah. So um, we just have a few more minutes left. And so I really wanted to ask you, Vanessa, about, so when we worked together at MindSprings, I was the peer recovery coach and you were a part of the mobile recovery team. Um, We did, you know, we had a hard time staffing that that team and there have been some shifts because in Glenwood we're really focusing on um, outreaching our unhoused neighbors as well as developing this withdrawal management which we won't get into because neither of we're both heavily involved but don't really know a lot about yeah. what's going Excuse on the outworks it's coming but um, <laughs> I know that the team now uh, the peers and the folks doing the unhoused outreach at Mind Springs uh, I must call her Vanessa Leslie and Jose are amazing right, but um, tell me about like what that team looks like and what what, what they're doing right now okay. So we don't have the mobile recovery team anymore. The last three months of that, I was just boots to the ground doing that by myself. And so this is really exciting. So this is brand new, the Homeless Street Outreach. It's got Leslie and Jose that is uh, both lived experience. So not only, you know, lived experience with, you know, experiencing homelessness, but also in, you know, in addiction. They are really boots to the ground on this. They go out there and they're in the community and, and they're you know, at Feed My Sheep, and they're just really loving on the community. They already had prior relationships because they volunteered and they served in the community already before this role even took place. So they really, it was just a perfect fit. And so what they do is they connect with this population and they really see, they do case management. They really see what is needed, whether it's helping them get on Medicaid, whether it's figuring out exactly where the barriers are and really connecting them also to other resource partners in the area and just fitting the needs. You know, in the end of this is about sustainable housing. And so it's, it's in the early stages. They've had huge success so far. And they're just, I mean, they're changing lives. I mean, this, it's happening so quickly. It's just, I'm, I'm so proud of, of this team. They're amazing. And what we have figured out with our population, like completely that we serve, all of us peers, there's the homeless piece. And that doesn't have to be living out 
outside that can also be staying in hotels, mm -hmm. couch surfing, whatever that looks like, being able to help them. And I mean, a lot of my clients, there's that piece. So, you know, we're really able to come together and kind of help each other out and just take this from the ground up. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that's fantastic. Sounds and really um, cool. just an update on some other unhoused services happening in the Valley. So there has been a safe outdoor space at Brush Creek and Snowmass for the past year. That is going to be closing this yeah, month. Yeah, that makes me so sad. It's very unfortunate. That was a very successful program. They yeah. actually were able to place, Picking County placed a lot of people in housing yeah, this past did. year, which is awesome. Yep. Um, and then they are going to be doing some extended sheltering at the Aspen Chapel. And mm -hmm. then um, in addition to, you know, the regular, winter sheltering services provided in Glenwood by Feed My Sheep and Catholic Charities. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100%, but I will say that I was at this housing stability meeting for Garfield County recently. You know, we're really trying to take the lead from Picking County and all the success right. that they've had, not only in supporting our unhoused folks, but but placing them right. in permanent housing. And so, you know, unfortunately, all these things take time, they bureaucracy. Do. That's the huge part. But I'm I'm really actually excited about, yeah, the future and the change. And and I mean, just to see a shift, I'm, historically in Glenwood, it's been yes. against our homeless population. You know, I've seen that for a really long time, at least yeah. 20 years. And so just to have this shift in the people doing this work. It's that, exciting. You know, it is. And there's going to be... There's going to be good stuff coming. If you, if neither you nor I start a new homeless shelter in Garfield County, yeah. something is going to happen, yeah. I promise. <laughs> Vanessa, Thanks just cool. let me know and let our listeners know if anybody is interested in connecting with you or the fabulous team over at MindSprings for any yeah. of these services, what's the best way to get in contact with you guys? The best way, so if you want to email me, it's vlane at mindspringshealth.org or my number is 970 985-9781. Connection breaks the bondage. Come connect with us today. And that's for, yeah, peer support services with MindSprings. Yes. Vanessa, thank you so, so much for coming thank in Thank you for today. having me. Oh, yeah, it's my thank pleasure. Thank you so much. It was really a great conversation. Yeah, and I love shedding tears. <laughs> and just thank you for all the amazing work you do in our communities. I love to work with you. I love to know you and hope we can have you back again sometime. And just a reminder, too, High Rockies Harm Reduction also provides peer support for individuals struggling and harm reduction services, including syringe services, free Narcan, free fentanyl, test trips and all that good stuff you can find our service schedule online at highrockiesharmreduction.com or give us a call at 970-618-4194 and don't forget to follow chemical world and high rockies harm reduction on facebook instagram and i think twitter Yes, and thank you for listening to Chemical World here on KDNK. And our next episode will be uh, December 13th at 4.30 p.m. And for the extended version and uh, past episodes, please go to kdnk.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, you don't have to be sober to keep your community clean. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs may come and drugs may go, and that's all right, you see. Experience has made me rich, and now I can use safely. It might be beer, it might be dope, it may even be caffeine. But we all have a little something that keeps us on our feet. What's important is being safe and stopping the spread of disease. You do not have to be sober to keep your
your community clean Cause we are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical girl Or boy, we are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical gender nondescript We are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical We are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical girl You know we are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl.